Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lawmaster Program. The AVB's predictions regarding the coming of the Lord God are fulfilled in the man, Tommy L. Hart. This is big, big news. The Bible's Lord God has come as predicted. But not only has the Lord God come, he has also come forward and revealed himself. He has told the people his name in compliance with Psalm 94, 1 and John 7, 4. Having performed the works that the Bible ascribes to God, the man Tommy L. Hart feels the bill for God. It is reported by those who know him best. He has done all things well. Let's hear from the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. The Son of God, fantasy versus truth. I have been speaking about the image. The image is so important to truth. As the Bible asks, what is truth? The image that I have presented to you is a true image. It is a true description of the true Son of God. The image cannot lie. Neither does the reality of the Son of God. It cannot lie. It cannot be countered. The Son of God, the man Tommy L. Hart, fills the bill for the image of God. The image which Plato has set forth in the King James Bible, uh, wherein or in which Plato gives a clear vivid picture of his son. The image I've referred to as the form. The form is in the is um is that of an image which is a represent representation of the Son of God. So we know about this image. We know about it. We know about the truth. We know the truth of this image. And we thereby know the truth of the Son of God, the man, Tommy L. Hart. I will present to you two questions. One, what is truth? And the second one, which comes from Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 7, asks, do you look on things after the outward appearance? Do you, know, do, do you just see the surface of a thing? Do you look on things after the outward appearance from the surface, what you see on the surface? I've said before that you cannot, the Bible is not a book. The King James Bible is not a book in which you can read and get the understanding simply by reading what it's talking about. It's not such a book. It's a book of much depth. It has depth. 
And if you're just looking at the surface, what you see on the face of the pages, you get no understanding at all. If you call yourself getting something from just reading, then you are actually deceiving yourself. So, this episode, The Son of God, Fantasy versus Reality. What is truth? What is fantasy? Let's get with it. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, I am told, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And it goes on to say, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, before this day here, I've always read that to understand is saying this. As you may be surprised, it's saying just what it says. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. It's not saying that. It's not saying let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and therefore they give glory to your Father which is in heaven. It's not saying that. What we have in in Matthew chapter, what is it, 5 verse 16? Let's see here. No. Yeah, Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. We have two commandments in that one verse. Two commandments are given. Let me break down the commandments. Okay, number one, the first commandment is let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. That's a commandment. Then the second commandment says, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The, The verse is telling the Son of God to do two things. As I just said, one, let your light so shine before men that it may see your good works. And the second one is, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, I'll just give one statement to support what I said about the two commandments emphasizing the second commandment, which says, glorify your Father which is in heaven. In John chapter 16, verse 14, the Son of God is given a commandment. No, it is said of the Son of God, he shall glorify me. Put the two together. He shall glorify me, glorify your Father, which is in heaven. The statement in Matthew is telling me to do what he what he also says in John chapter 16, verse 14, glorify him. Who? Plato. Now, the, that, those commandments are two. Those are three commandments. All three are to the Lord God, who is found to be the Son of God, who is found to be the man, Tommy L. Hart. Three commandments are these. One, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Secondly, 
glorify your Father which is in heaven. And the third one is he's making a statement what the Son of God will do, saying, he shall glorify me. So in that statement, he shall glorify me, the commandment to me is glorify me, Plato. Okay? So that came to me not too long ago this afternoon, okay, when I was preparing this outline, the outline for this episode, I looked at the uh, commandment, you know, let your light so shine, just to get the reference, which is Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. And there I saw, wow, those are two commandments, two separate and distinct commandments given for the Son of God to be received by the Son of God and carried out by the Son of God, performed by him. Okay. So that that was pretty good for me. I hope it was good for you. I hope you are enlightened thereby. So, returning to the first one. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. The sun has works. The Bible calls those works good works. The good works of the Son of God. Showing and presenting or offering the Lord's covenant of peace to the Gentiles. That's a work. The work of the Father and Son, the work surrounding, about, finding out the Father and the Son, that's a work. That's a work. Doing all things. Remember the commandment that says, do all things? That's a work in carrying out that commandment. It's a lot of work. It's been a lot of work. Okay? So, and I could go on, the work of no man. Uh, it's just so many things I've done through the years. Many of them I've probably forgotten myself. But that's why we have Lawmaster Archives, for the sake and good of the people. You can go to Lawmaster Archives, and there you'll see a great body of work by the Son of God. All right? Now, just to speak on that for a moment, black people go to church. Yes, they do. You know they do. You probably go yourself. Anyway, black people go to church. They hear the preacher read that statement. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Many black people hear that from the preacher or have heard that from the preacher. Many will in the future hear that from the preacher. But what good works do they have? Let's see what they do. They go to church. They sing. Some sing in the choir. Maybe they call that a good work, singing in the choir. There are ushers in the church. Maybe they call that a good work that the Bible is talking about, which it is not, of course. <laughs> uh, but maybe they think that's a good work, 
just going to church, period. Many, I'm sure, think that is a good work, just going to church. And they think they are fulfilling that commandment, which says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. No, but that's not what it's talking about. Now, get this one. Many give money to the church. They give money to the church. They consider that a good work that the Bible is talking about. No, the Bible is not talking about that in that statement. Not talking about it at all. So my people are doing things which they they really don't know what they are doing. It's very sad. It's a sad thing for me to see that, for me to know that, to know that they use the Bible, but they have no idea what the Bible speaks of. No idea at all. But and I can tie this in to the statement to the question. Do you look at things? Do you look on things after the outward appearance? Just surface reading. What's on the surface? Like I said, it's sad. My people are in a sad uh their behavior is sad saddening to me. Um because they have no knowledge of Bible truth. No knowledge at all. And the thing about it, it it appears they do not even desire Bible truth. Why not? I believe the main reason black people do not desire Bible truth is because, number one, it's coming from a black man. That's number one. No, let me put that at number two. Number one is they fear the Gentiles. They do not fear the Gentiles teaching what I teach. That's their number one, one reason for rejecting truth of Bible content. Now, they won't come out and tell you or tell their buddies, you know, I I don't consider what Tommy Hart says because I fear the Gentiles. They may say white people, okay? They won't come straight out and say say that. No, they'll give other excuses. Well, he don't, he, he, they'll probably say something like this. He don't know what he's talking about, okay? Now, that statement coming from them, they set themselves up as an authority on Bible content which they are not authorities on Bible content. But that's uh, what I have observed over the years, that they are unaccepting of what I teach simply because they don't hear the Gentiles teaching it, which prompts me to say this. They go along or say they go along with the Jesus story simply because they think and believe that it has come from the Gentiles, which I think also think and believe. <laughs> you know, it's the Gentiles. All right? 
and we have to put the biracials in there because the biracials were never enslaved, okay? So uh, the biracials had part in the defeat of slavery, okay? They had part in that. So when the black people were freed from slavery, it they were largely helped by the biracials in setting up churches and, and obviously by the Gentiles who had given them lives also. But during the enslavement era, let me say this. It was both the Gentiles and the biracials giving the false faith to black people, okay? Because the biracials could read during that time. It was the slaves who, who were not allowed to read. Understand this. When the Gentiles went to war against the black people and defeated us, they did not go to war against biracials. They went to war against a black people, okay? Now, biracials may have come out after that, you know what I'm saying, through the Gentiles and all, uh, doing what they did to the black women and all like that, all right? But the important point is the biracials were not enslaved. It was black people who were enslaved. Biracials could read, do anything, most of the things Gentiles could do. The biracials had rights. Slaves had no rights at all. So what do we learn from that? That the biracials are keeping some things from black people. Because if the, if the biracials were not enslaved, there are biracials who know that they were not enslaved. Okay? I will not let anybody fool me by telling me that biracials were, 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 were also enslaved. No, they weren't. All right? So I got off track a little bit. But the reasons black people, the average black person does not pay any attention to what I say is because of fear of the Gentiles. And like I told you, they won't come straight out and say it and say that. They'll put it on something else. All right? Number one reason, simply because the Gentiles gave them a false faith concerning Jesus, and whether they are sincere with the, in keeping with the false faith, they pretend to go along with the false faith. Yes, they pretend. It's all a pretense. All a pretense. I understand this too. Biracials are pretending also. Also understand this. Gentiles are pretending to believe the Jesus thing. But they know it's false. That's why I say they are also pretending. It's a great pretense going on. All right? So, but in the black church, black people do not do the works that the Bible speaks of, okay? They are led to by others to think that those are good works in that they go to church, some sing in the choir, some are deacons, deaconesses and all like that, uh, some usher, some clean up the church, some cook and do the foods and all like that. They're just a whole bunch of things. And they and most of them, if not all of them, give some money. They give some money to the church. 
they go to church, they hear a preacher, and pay a pre- pay a preacher to tell them lies. That's something that's sad, but it's true. That's the thing, people. Listen to me carefully. It is true what I am saying of my people. What? Okay, great. Truth. Truth is good. And it's good that I take time sometime and talk. I know I come and I present a lot of scriptures most of the time. But sometimes it's good for me to just talk about what I see. Do you know that the Bible asks me, it says this, what seest thou? What do you see, Tommy? And so I am allowed to answer that question and state and say things that I see, whether they are in the King James Bible or whether I just see, you know, just from living, being in the world. It asks me what I see. It, it, the question is not saying, what do you see that's only in the Bible? No, it's asking me, what do I see, period. See also means to understand. What do you see, Tommy? What do you understand, Tommy? What are you finding out, Tommy? Things in the Bible, things in real life as well. And the Bible speaks to real life things, okay? Just like the Son of God. The Son of God is a real human being. Matter of fact, he's talking to you now. How real can he be? Okay, how real can he be? And these are serious matters. As I said, it saddens me to see my people in such a state. They are already in the land of their enemy. That's bad enough itself. Okay, they are already deprived of many things here in America. You know, what do I see? Yes, I see black people are deprived more than any other people in America more than any other people in America. Biracials have more rights than black people. That is one of the things I see in America. If you don't believe it, just watch TV. See how many biracials you see? And tell me how many black people you see. All right? But most black people cannot distinguish between a biracial and a black person. They go around saying, oh, that person is not a biracial, that's a black person. Okay, but let me tell you something about the average biracial you see on TV. If the Gentiles considered them to be black people, they would not be on TV, okay? And while I'm on it, oh, I'm just talking tonight. I'm just talking. And while I'm on it, America has not had a black president. I don't care how many times the big shots, big wheels and all get on TV and say, all right about America's first black president. They know it's a lie. If Obama had been a black man, no way in the world he would have, he would, would have been, become president of the United States of America. No way in the world. Okay? I don't care how much money he had. No. 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 Yes, biracials have right to many things that black people do not have a right to, okay? Just like in jobs. 
in jobs. What do you see, Tommy? I see in jobs that there, we all know that there are certain jobs uh, just for Gentiles, okay? We all know that. That's a given. Well, another given is this. There are certain jobs and positions that are just for biracials and not black people. Then, okay, you have black people. There are certain jobs for black people. Now, out of the, those three groups, we know that there are many other groups in America, but I just speak about those three groups, the Gentiles, the biracials, and the black people who, who's, whose real name is Israelites, according to the Bible. There's a difference. What do I see? It also asks me, what have I found? I have found that biracials are the middle class that you hear People running for president and president and officers like that, that they, they they always make sure they say, I'm going to help the middle class. I think, this is just my, my thinking, and, and it, my thinking comes from my observations, that that middle class they are, they, that they speak of is a reference to the biracials. That's exactly what I think. That's what I have seen from an observation standpoint, and it makes sense, all the sense in the world. Certain positions I see are for, you know, if not, not a Gentile, but they are for biracials, and the lesser things are for what? Black people. Black people. Gentile, uh, biracials know that. We Obviously, the Gentiles know it. Biracials know it as well. I don't know what black people... <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Okay, but it's true, though. It is true. What I, The things I just said are true. Now, back to this. So, my light, let my light shine that men may see my good works. They can see my good works on Blog Talk Radio. They can see another good work of mine on Twitter. All right? So true. So true. John 7 verse 4 says, show thyself to the world. Well, I'm still in the process of doing that. I'm still showing myself to the world. Exodus chapter 3 verse 17 says, what is his name? We know the same thing is asked in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 4. What is the name of the son? Okay, I've given you the name of the son, the, the man, Tom, the name Tommy L. Hart. I've also given you a name for the father, and that is Plato. And I've given you my understanding of the term Plato. All of that is in Lawmaster Archives or Archive. Now, I do want to do this. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 says, Honor thy father and thy mother. So this is in honor to my father, my mother. Actually, in honor to my mother. I've honored the father. My mother, her name was Susie May Hart. Susie May Hart, H-R-I-T. My last name. All right. She died 
shortly after I was born. So I was very young when she passed. Never did get to know her. All right? So I was adopted by my grandparents, James Garfield Hart, grandfather, and Sarah Virginia Hart, Sarah Flannoy Hart, uh, my grandmother. She's the one who actually adopted us, my grandmother, okay? And I give them both honor for that in calling their names out on this on this program. I'm very grateful for that, very thankful for my mother teaching me to read. She was also a school teacher. Uh, very thankful for that. That's where I saw my first Bible after she adopted us, brought us into her house and all, and this big family Bible there. It, it amazed me. I was very, I was like five years old, okay? And I was just amazed at that book. And it had questions and answers in it and all like that. It had a few pictures in it. I was just amazed over that book. All right? Didn't know in years to come the effect that book would, would have on me. Just a child, five years old. Okay, great. So I'm thankful to them for that. Now, the Bible also says, uh, in this, the children of God are manifest. Something to that point. I wrote it down here somewhere. Don't know where it is. But it, that's in First John. In this, the, son, the, the children of God are manifest. Uh, okay, First John chapter 3, verse 10. In this, the children of God are manifest. That's exactly what it says. Okay. In this episode, the children of God are manifest. Two daughters, Don, D-A-W-N, and Star, S-T-A-R-R. I am the Son of God according to the image of the Son of God in the King James Bible. Therefore, my daughters are the children of the Son of God. I, according to the King James Bible, I want people to hear me well. I'm not just talking from my head. I'm talking facts coming from the King James Bible. If I am the son of God, according to the King James Bible, then obviously my children would be the children of God. Because the son of God is also called what? Lord God. He's also called Lord. Okay? Now, that's just logical deduction, just common sense, all right? But the Bible says it here. In this, the children of God are manifest. In this what? In this episode. In this episode, I just made known to you the first names or the names by which my children are called, Don and Star. 
I manifested to you in this episode. I was adopted by my grandparents, Mrs. Mrs. Sarah F. Hart and James Garcia Hart. And also I made known to you that my mother's name, my birth mother, her name, Susie May Hart. And she died around about the time when I was, what, four years old? Something like that. Okay. So, and I give them honor. I give all those honors, all them honor, you know. Okay. Now, yes. Uh, the book, John chapter 5, verse 25. Here's the important thing coming from that statement. It says, hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. I've told you before in recent episodes that according to the King James Bible, dead people do not rise from the dead. The dead rise not. Okay? And I gave you scriptures for that, what the Bible teaches authoritatively on what happens to dead people or what does not happen to dead people. They do not rise. The Bible says they rise not. Man lies down in death, and he rises not. Very clear words. Now, keep this in mind. Do you look on things after the outward appearance? Because when you get to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see you, you see a character raising people from the dead. But what's the title of this episode? The Son of God, Fantasy versus Reality. When is the last time you read or heard, heard on the news someone rose from the dead? It doesn't happen. Okay, moving on. Hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. Somebody has heard my voice on Blog Talk Radio. Somebody has. They did not die as a result of hearing my voice. No, they did not. No, not at all. All right. Now, whose voice are they hearing? They are hearing the voice of the Lord God they are hearing the voice of the Son of God, according to the King James Bible. Moving on. So hear the voice. That's a commandment, really. Hear the voice of the Son of God to the people. Hear the voice of the Son of God. John 10, verse 36. I said, I am the Son of God. I, who said that? I just said that. I said, I am the Son of God, according to the image of the Son of God in the King James Bible. Now, do I have to say all of that if I tell anybody or say at any time, I am the Son of God? No, I don't. I don't have to say all these words. I am the Son of God, according to the image given in the King James Bible of the Son of God. I don't have to say all that. If I'm going to say it, all I need to say and should say is, I am the Son of God. Now, if somebody asks me why I say that, then I tell them. 
I tell them why I say it. But I've already told you several times, I'm pretty sure, in recent episodes, that I am the son of God. Okay? I've, I've said that several times. I've always, always tagged on according to the King James Bible. But I do not have to keep saying all that. You should ha- you should understand that already. And for people hearing me the first time say it, that where 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 I say I am the Son of God, they have all those episodes in Lawmaster Archive to go, and they don't have to go way back. They can just go back what, maybe, okay, thirty thirty episodes, if that many, and wherein I'm speaking on the issue of the Son of God. Okay. That's why Lawmaster Archive is there. I don't have to keep repeating things over and over and over. Those who are interested will go to the archive, and those who are not, they will not. Very simple. I've got to end this. I've got to end this. I won't do all of this in this episode because I only programmed it for 30 minutes. So let me read one more. Luke 1 verse 35 says this, That holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Now that is to me. It says that holy thing. It says it in a straggly, strange way, you know, maybe not so proper, but uh, that's all right, too. I mean, I get the point, you see. Uh, My children, as I said earlier, are the children of the Son of God. My children are the children of the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. That's what that statement is saying, okay? Now, just maybe one more. Matthew chapter 14, verse 33b says to me, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Now, I didn't get into the ones where it talks about Jesus, okay? That, that's what I was supposed to do, but I haven't gotten to those. Let me read one, 1 John four fifteen, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God. Jesus is a fictitious. Remember the question, do you look on things after the outward appearance? Then you'll get the wrong understanding if you do. Jesus is a fictitious character, all right? The title of this episode is The Son of God, Fantasy Versus Truth. Jesus, dealing with him as though he's real, that's fantasy. Jesus is fantasy in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Fantasy. He wasn't a real individual. The Bible does not exalt Jesus. The Bible exalts the Lord God, the Father. The Bible exalts the Lord God, the Son. Those are the two individuals that the the King James Bible exalts and holds high. All right? So just, just because you read a Bible statement and says where it says Jesus is the Son of God. That's that's fiction, okay? That's not factual. 
that is not fact-based, that is not truth-based. Uh, it's fantasy. It's coming, just stories coming from the God's minds, if you will, okay? But not true at all. I've given you the truth on the Son of God. It was important that I say something about that because I know you can go to the Bible and read, your preacher can go to the Bible and read scriptures saying Jesus is the Son of God. No, in truth, Jesus is not the Son of God. In truth, the man, Tommy L. Hart, is the Son of God. And Jesus is fantasy, fiction, Tommy L. Hart is real, the true God. I've got to get off before they cut me off. Okay. All, uh, make do, do follow me on Twitter. Always make Law Maps Archives your dwelling place. Go to Amazon.com, order from my book list there, and do join me next time. Go to the archives and go to Amazon. Okay.